0: It is 1923. Um, we had the team getting back to Boston from Innsmouth uh, the week before. It is approaching the long holiday weekend for Christmas. The rest of the week goes by normal, usual agency stuff. You guys have your nice long Christmas weekend, doing whatever it is you guys do over the Christmas weekend. And you guys come back into work on December 26th.
1: Philip is the first in the office. It is uh, accounted entirely by his being an early riser, because the uh, early bird gets the ancient Acadian artifact. He has already set up his miniatures board, and on his desk, along with the silver tea service, is a plum pudding with a single slice taken out. Also, it fairly reeks of brandy. Who knows where he got it from? It's Christmas. I was being nice.
0: Is there anything else new on Philip's desk?
1: On Philip's desk is also his journal. His valise is next to the desk where his accoutrements are. Underneath the plate that has the pudding, there's the corner of an envelope that suggests he has a letter to send later today.
0: Who comes in after Philip?
2: Sam would come stumbling in, hands wrapped around a paper-wrapped cardboard box that he quickly rushes over to the dark room, sets it down in there, comes back out looking around, wondering what that smell is and why it's so pervasive. Kind of looking around and sees Philip over there Messing with his miniature figurines. And, uh, kind of, and no, nobody else come in yet, Philip?
1: Oh, good morning. Um, a, a joyous holiday. No, I'm the first one in the office, as is the protocol. And if you would like a slice of authentic London plum pudding, by all means, unfortunately, you did miss the light show when we uh, lit it to flame on, uh, Christmas Day. Is that what I smell? Oh, yes, yes. I had a uh, noticeable quantity of of brandy, and you cannot make a proper plum pudding without brandy.
2: Ah, okay. Uh, No, I think I'll pass. It's a little bit early for desserts for me right now. Um, Did anybody start the coffee yet? Uh, let me think. No. Oh, God, you had one job. Okay. Sam. moves over to where the coffee is normally and starts setting up a pot. Philip goes back to
1: setting up his figurines. This battle is a little more flat. It looks like there are blue uniforms and red uniforms. There's little dudes on little horses. There's little cannons. And there's little rivers. Seems very uh, pleased with himself as he puts all of this together. Ah, yes, the bottle of Waterloo. One of the greatest British victories in the history of the
3: Empire. Finn walks in, opening the door. He places his bag next to his desk. Hi, hi Philip. How's it going?
1: Oh, good morning, Finn, my lad. Everything is quite smashing, yes. Would you uh, like a slice of plum pudding? I was just telling Samuel I had a measure of brandy that I simply had to add to a authentic London plum pudding.
3: Well, sure, why not? Well, uh I'll have out my coffee. Has it been started yet?
2: Oh, let me think. Yes, it has. Yeah, I got it going over here. Hey, Finn.
3: Oh, splendid. Finn heads over to Samuel to get some coffee. Oh well, that's, um, just started. All right, well, he pulls a mug down from a cupboard. So how was your, your Christmas there, Samuel? Get any good photos?
2: Oh, uh, I don't know. We'll find out later once I take the time to develop them. I, I did like splurge and got myself a new camera, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, put it all together and give it a once over before I can take it out to the field. How about you?
3: Photos? No, none.
2: <laughs> no. How was your Christmas?
3: Yeah, I um, it was, it was me. Nothing real fancy happened. Just sat down, had a uh, small meal, and uh, came into work this morning. That's that's about it.
1: Yes, I, I can relate. I, too, spent most of my uh, holiday weekend uh, ensconced with a good book in my library.
3: Yeah, what was it this time? A uh, history of British nonsense.
1: Uh, no, Greek nonsense, actually.
3: Oh, well, that might actually be interesting.
1: Uh, it was not. Shame. A nary hint of military victory in the entire tome. It was very simply dreadful. We both come in next at the same
4: time. Bruno comes up, walks in, gives a small nod to everybody and heads straight to the coffee pot and starts pouring two cups.
5: Cookie walks in and smells that brandy that's just sitting heavy in the air. And it just reminds her of how she almost died from alcohol poisoning over the last weekend. And you see her face just flush green as she mumbles a good morning and heads straight to the lavatories.
1: You know, I didn't cook this myself. I had my my cook do it. Really, that's... Insulting to him, I shall endeavour never to tell him of this.
3: Really. Finn brings his cup of coffee over to Philip. He goes, so a traditional um pudding pie cake, what is it?
1: It's a plum pudding, yes. It is a um, delectable mixture of fruit, nuts, and uh, you know, flour, things of, of such sort, and Naturally, plenty of brandy, um, raisins soaked in it, uh, the cake itself soaked in it, and then finally it is lit aflame in a dark room, so you may see the
2: uh, brandy burn away, leaving a perfectly cooked cake. So, wait a minute. Philip, I thought you said it was pudding. That sounds more like a, a bread of some sort. Well, we call it plum pudding. No plums in it. Oh, yes, there are plums in it. Sam just kind of shakes his head and goes back to enjoying the coffee cup he has, not understanding the logic of the British.
1: If you'd rather bring in some sported dick and we can all sample that. I'm sure everybody would love a, a plate of my sported dick. You know, you should go see a doctor if you got that kind of a problem. A gastronomicist, certainly.
4: I don't think they make uh, medicine for that and he will walk by your desk, put one of the cups of coffee on Cookie's desk, and go over and sit at his desk
1: and start just waking up. It's the last time I try to bring anything in, my goodness.
3: Well, Finn takes a bite. It's not bad. It's, it's a good dessert.
1: Yes, well, I could simply eat all of it myself. <clears throat> Bertram is only in town for a night. He's off to Tecrotillion for a... Uh, uh, a survey of uh, Incan artifacts, I believe. Maybe, maybe, was it Aztec? Anyway, yes, he was uh, in and out, just like a uh, phantom in the night, so to speak. Sounds like a full night for him. Oh, yes, quiet.
5: So you hear the toilet flush and the sink just running water. And Cookie comes out, just drained, completely white. And goes to sit down at her desk, grabs that coffee and just smells it and mouths thank you to just the air before taking a nice big swig.
3: Well, Cookie, you look a wee bit like shite. Everything okay?
5: Um, Yeah, I just, it's just whatever that smell is, it's just, it's a little much this early in the morning, don't you think?
3: Oh, well, I was thinking of going for seconds.
5: Uh, no, thank you.
1: Well,
3: it's your loss.
5: Maybe later, after lunch. Oh, definitely.
3: You catch the flu or something?
5: Yeah, maybe. It's. I, I, I'm a little dehydrated. It, we just. It it was a it was a really nice Christmas.
3: Well, what about you do?
5: And I just kind of like look over at Bruno as I take a long sip of coffee.
4: We uh, we went down to the shore, showed her around a little bit. Did you now? He just death glares at you as he takes a sip of his coffee. Yeah, I figured it might be nice to see a a beachfront that's not covered in fish people.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: I loved it. The beach was absolutely wonderful. Just so refreshing.
3: Well, I'm sure the Irish beach is better. Not just everything's better there.
1: Yes, I'm sure it's so fine. You couldn't hesitate to take the first boat away. Except for the music, too. Mm Mm-hmm. The potatoes.
0: At that, the uh, office door slams open and then immediately slams
4: shut. Go for my head.
0: You see Agent Patterson standing at the door, hands on his hips, looks at each one of you with a long,
3: angry look.
0: Good. You're all here.
3: What the fuck we do now?
1: I, I assure you, all of our reports were filed on time and in triplicate, as is the uh, protocol, as I recall.
0: Yeah, they were. They were all filed. And he's going to walk over towards Finn's desk and he's going to indicate for Finn to stand out of his seat.
3: Finn stands?
0: Patterson then pulls the chair over to him and sits down.
3: <laughs> oh, so does me mean I can uh, go into the interview room? And uh, take a nap over there, because you're taking my seat.
0: No, you can take a seat. Thank you, thank you. you Finn, don't go anywhere. Look, I need to know, did any of you talk about Insmith with anybody?
3: Um, no.
1: No, no, I did did not. What, uh, what's going on?
0: First, I want to know, Bruno, Finn, Cookie. Cookie, what's wrong with you? Um, maybe just
5: about a food poisoning. I'll be fine.
0: Okay. Did uh, did you guys tell anybody about Insmith? Did you talk about Innsmith with anyone? Did you write a letter to a family member? Did you talk about it with anybody within the agency? Did you mention Insmith to anyone?
4: Specifically, Insmith of Fish People.
0: Anything to do with Insmith?
1: Philip Wool quietly nudge the plate of pudding so that the envelope is entirely covered.
3: Well, I mean, Brew and I were talking a wee bit about it at the races um, about a few weeks ago, but it wasn't to anyone, but someone could have heard of, overheard us.
4: Probably not, though. There was... Uh... He looks at Patrick. said, nah, you've never been to the races, I don't think. They, uh, there's a lot of noise, a lot of People hooting and hollering and cussing. I mentioned fish people to Ruth, but she didn't seem to believe me.
5: And you know I don't have anyone to talk to, so no.
1: Philip will look between Bruno and Cookie and say nothing.
5: Well, you look like you want to say
0: something, Philip. What?
4: Do you tell somebody something?
0: Philip, as an agent of DERP, I need you to be forthcoming with anything you know. Did anybody say anything that compromised Innsmouth? Did anybody talk about Innsmouth with someone?
1: The only thing I have done is written poorly a uh, travel article that I have not yet published and is, in fact, still in my journal. I have made no communications that have left this office in regards to Innsmouth.
0: Samuel, no one?
2: No, I. Did my photos, and I made the report, and I sealed the report in the envelope and put it there. I haven't talked about Insmith anybody. I've been too busy going out and getting new gear. All
0: right. So everybody just made their reports, sealed them in their envelopes, and the administrative pool came and picked them up. Okay. You'll see him kind of relax, start rubbing his forehead.
2: Well, what's what's going on? What's the big hub? What you look like a. a I hate to say, you look like you could use a drink. Maybe have some of that pudding.
0: Well, I'll stand up and push the chair back toward Finn and start pacing around the office. We had an issue with the team up at Innsmouth. They got hit by, we don't know who.
3: Probably the fish people.
0: Wasn't fish people. Finn, you guys with these fish people.
3: Was it locals?
0: No, um
4: yeah, it probably wasn't fish people.
0: We had the team excavating those uh rocks, you know, look at Philip out of the cave.
1: oh yes, yes, of course, yes, yes the- the yeah, of the obelisks, yeah,
0: yeah, and um, three individuals came up somehow convinced the team there that they were part of the science unit, and that. The area was unstable and they needed to go in and look before anything else could be done. Before the team knew it, they'd gone in, taken some of the rocks and left. This happened at like 8 p.m. at night. They were only seen with, you know, flashlights, searchlights, that kind of stuff. So no good. Solid descriptions. We just know three males. Average height, average build average appearance.
1: If I may, um, how how long was it between the uh, gentleman walking in and um, the agents realizing that they had absconded with some of the uh, materials and within the cave? Uh,
0: Different reports. Some people say it was minutes. Some people say it was an hour.
2: Hey, Philip, weren't you saying something about those things like messing with time and whatnot? or making somebody not realize it? You're saying that I got fall to that.
1: Yes, yes, quite. There was a example of this, uh, of the stone at the Esoteric Order of Dagon had been working to a piece of jewelry, and the lust of the stone is such that one will lose all track of time staring at it. They think it's just been a moment, but in reality too, maybe three hours have passed. Now, if somebody had learned how to weaponize those stones, perhaps, and use them as a sort of a, a means to uh, distract our agents or simply make them lose all track of time because they're, they're stuck looking at the stones, then that is perhaps how they could have stolen to the cave, stolen the stones, and then stolen back out of them.
0: I have members of the team that say they saw three men approach. They talk to the head guy. Next thing you know, the head guy's letting them walk right in. And the head guy is telling everybody to leave the area so they can do their job. I don't know how they did it. We're still working on that, but I need to know how they knew we were up there and how they knew what was in that cave to get it.
1: Well, I myself did not go inside this cave, but from Samuel's descriptions, I would say that that cave has been in some use, so it may be that we stumbled upon something that they have known about for um, decades, centuries, but possibly. What... What did the head agent have to say? If he ordered everyone away, clearly he must be a prime suspect.
0: Oh, believe me. He's being interrogated. And if we find any connection, any kind of payment given to him, he'll be brought up on charges. Just like if I find out any one of you told anybody any information. Some old associates, Bruno.
4: I just cross my arms at him, just like, fuck you.
0: Maybe trying to impress a lady, he'll look at Sam and Finn. <laughs> if I find out any of that, you'll be brought in too.
3: If I needed to impress a lady. I wouldn't be talking about fish people and weird shit in Innsmouth.
1: No, you'd be run out of Arkham by a man with a shotgun.
3: Exactly.
0: Start walking towards the door and... um He'll kind of stop, snap his fingers, turn around and go, I just realized the last two places you guys have been to, both have had something come up missing. Interesting, isn't it? And he'll walk out.
3: What?
1: What is he insinuating? Is he insinuating that we are a band of murderers and thieves?
5: Sure is what it sounds like to me.
3: Well, if you want to cut our funding, I mean... We could go back to just not having shitty job. You know, putting our lives on risk.
1: Yes, I, I do recall your harrowing tale of sitting within a a, a rented room with uh, three books, reading.
3: From crazy fucking cultists. Three crazy cultist books. For all I knew, there could be one climbing up the window to stab me.
1: Uh, yes, I'm uh, told they, they do a lot of that, although
3: wasn't one of those books the Bible? Yeah. And maybe they don't like the Bible or something. I don't know. They're cultists. They don't make sense.
1: Yes, quite. Hmm. Well, this is rather disturbing, however. We had gone to Innsmith to find a a film, and we find the source of the film. And not only is the man who the source of the film is is murdered, and now somebody has arrived and stolen artifacts from a cave that we had sent agents to.
3: Well, you know, I had this theory earlier, right? So how, how the phones work, right? So when we called in to give you a report, um, the telephone operator could have been listening in the whole time, like the, the switchboard operator. So how do we know it's not someone from there? Right. That could have been a cultist. It could have been from somewhere, something. I don't know. Listening in and passing information.
1: Yes, well, I, I I do say, of of all the uh, crackpot theories that I have heard in my years, and, and antiquating, I do say that is one of the most rational that I've ever heard. It does make a little sense.
4: If, uh, that esoteric order, they, uh, you know, if they got their hands on the switchboards up there.
5: They do seem to control a lot of the town so that would not surprise me that they put someone in a strategic position.
3: Right. I think it makes sense.
2: Capital. Which of us will return to Innsmouth to investigate?
3: Finn puts his finger on his nose. Not it.
2: Who says we have to? We haven't been given an assignment. I mean, trying to figure out where there's a leak or where they're getting information from wasn't something that I signed up for. Well, Samuel, none of us signed up for this yet. Here we are. Uh, no, we were. We had actually said, "Okay, hey, we're going to go and you know investigate strange happenings, not investigate how things are figuring out that there's a strange happening going on." But I mean, if if you, this is something you guys are wanting to do, then yeah, I'll, I'll go with y'all. But don't know what we're going to be able to figure out that their interrogators aren't figuring out.
5: Can we get access to the other team's reports and go through them before we go anywhere?
0: You can request them.
1: Perhaps Bruno can put in a good word with Ruth.
5: That might be the way to go.
1: Oh, this is
4: is a mess.
0: At the door opens again, this time quieter. And you see a familiar face. It's Agent Abbott. He works down uh, in the assignment division.
3: Well, here comes trouble.
0: Goes over, he looks at uh, Cookie and says, Good morning, Cookie. Hey, I bet. Has an envelope, but he takes it and just tosses it onto Bruno's desk. It says, yeah, it's your next assignment. I, I just passed Batterson. Man, I don't know what's wrong with him today, but he is just in a mood. He said to give this one to you
1: guys. Oh, well, um, if you'll take it back, please have a a slice of plum pudding on your way out as you take the envelope with you.
0: I'm not taking that back. He said to give it to you guys, send you to the middle of nowhere, hopefully you won't cause any trouble. I don't know what you all did.
1: That's the problem. We didn't did nothing. And the good kind of nothing, not the normal kind of nothing that we're often blamed for.
0: (laughs) Well, the press team found a weird thing in a a small local newspaper out in uh, Dunwich, Dunwich, Dunwich. Anyway, some guy selling a house claims it's a supernatural house. Patterson's send a team out to investigate, make sure there's nothing uh, hinky.
1: Uh, Did he say if we're pretending to buy the house or simply walk up and knock on the door and say, uh, United States investigators, please step aside.
0: I guess it leaves that up to you guys. You're the investigative team, right? I mean, this is why you get paid the big dollars.
1: Uh, big dollar, molek. Like. You getting the whole dollar? <laughs> no, no. Patterson gets the dollar. We make a dime.
0: Yeah, the details are in there. I said get out there. Check it out. I don't think it'll take too long. You know, it's not anything. You know, it's just out. A- house some guys just trying to make money on give uh, cookie a smile and a wink
4: i'm gonna pick up the envelope and kind of did he say to give this to us or just to somebody well you're holding it now
1: so i guess he meant to give it to you
0: uh i was coming up to give it to one of the teams uh he asked me what i had i told him he said give it to you guys because it was going to take you into the middle of nowhere
2: so in other words he's trying to get us out of his hair He's trying to punish us.
0: I just, i just doing my job, guys. There it is. I gotta go. Turns around and uh, yeah,
1: uh, take it, take a slice of put. Oh, he's gone. Never mind. I'll just take out a knife and fucker.
4: Uh, and then I'll open up and read the assignment.
3: So as he's reading, so what is it? Some sort of haunted house?
1: Yeah, I wish you should be used to this by now.
3: What well, fun house and mayors?
1: Certainly, why not? Isn't it all fun houses and mayors working for the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchment?
3: Well, I wish. Sometimes there's you know operations, you know, which is mayors and lights
2: Hmm.
1: yes of course now bruno what does it say what does it say
0: it looks to be an advertisement in a very looks like a, a small town newspaper but you just have the one page of this newspaper not the whole thing and it is describing a house for sale but the house is a special house a house of wonder. And it's for the low, low price of $2,500. It says to contact Jacob Hodge in Dunwich, Massachusetts. And it gives a, a number and it gives an address for any viewings of the home. But it goes on the description of the house. It's quite a large house, like eight, nine bedrooms and parlor and dining room and kitchen and butler pantry and
4: Huge tracts of land.
0: Not huge, but a decent size property. Like maybe several acres, but not like hundreds of acres. There's a small pond on the property.
4: I will get up from my desk. I will pass the newspaper thing to Samuel because he's the one that knows about newspaper stuff. And then is there more details about the derp side of things, or is it just like here and see what's up with this weirdness.
0: You'll see uh, what looks to be a, a written note from the press team saying that this ad has shown up several times now and they've actually looked at other articles in the small town newspaper and they are seeing that there have been some disappearances of people. They don't know if it's connected, but since this man is trying to sell the house as a house of wonder they want to make sure number one is it fraudulent is he just a racket like the guy that sells the brooklyn bridge to people or is there something up with the house is there any connection with the missing people go find out and see if this is debunk it get rid of it just squash it if you can but if something's going on with this house we need to know and if it is a house that is a menace of some sort does recommend destroying it.
4: When I get to that point, I'll get a smile on my face, like I figured out why he wanted us to have it. The uh, the last directive here is if
1: if it is the bad shit, they uh, want us to destroy it. Oh, so what I am hearing is you wish us to drive to um, Dunmouth in which Dunwich, Dunwich. Yes, that's it. You want us to drive to Dunwich in the dead of night in the truck full of gasoline in the back. Pour it all around the estate and light a match and drive away without even stepping foot inside this house? Is that what I'm
3: hearing?
4: No, what you're hearing is that the reason they gave it to us is because apparently they think we got a lot of collateral damage. Well,
1: I suppose that's fair, actually.
3: He's accusing us of theft earlier, so we could just steal the deed and own the house now. That's another option.
4: Whoever's desk is the closest to basically passing the paper around in a circle if there's nothing else so they can read pass read pass read pass Was there any mention of the type of strangeness with it, or is it just assuming that there's like a uh, hauntings or just missing people creepy house that's been trying to be sold for years
0: in his advertisement, he tries to make it sound like fantastical happenings strange occurrences see things you've never seen before it's an experience he's trying to dress it up as much as he can
4: so it sounds like this guy who's trying to sell it at least knows that there's weirdness there so start with him do uh do we have a cover story
1: oh well <laughs> philip looks over at the pictures and he almost makes a uh, play for his jeweler's loop, but doesn't. Uh, well, this, this estate is, uh, it's run down. It's built possibly in the, mm, I would say the, uh, mid 1800s, possibly 1848. The, uh, <clears throat> looks like the, the floor's rotting. The wall's are peeling, The wallpaper looks horrid. Uh, there's some, some items missing off of the roof that I can see. And I believe I see some cracked window panes, uh, the only thing haunted about this, this shack,
2: I shall call it, is that it stands at all. No, we don't know that. We'd have to see it. We'd actually have to be there and be on the grounds to be able to determine that.
1: From here, right now, this, this house is worth less than half of what he's asking for. Wonders or no! If there's bumps in the nights and howling through the walls, it's probably because there's so many holes in the walls that the wind blows right through them.
3: So what you're saying is we should do everyone a favor and start with burning it down. Well,
1: oh, that is what I said the first time, but apparently no. I am the old one out. Well, no, now that you're, you've, you've caught on, I
2: believe we are in agreement, so to speak, yes.
3: Well, we're the even ones in now.
2: Ha ha! Ha yes! Capital, yes! It's coming from a bunch of oddballs.
1: Yes, and you're stuck with us, aren't you? No.
5: Is there any more information uh, about this Jacob Hodge character, has he shown up anywhere prior to this occasion?
1: Perhaps any um, any, any brothers, sisters, daughters, or sons um, next of Hodge's kin, so to speak. Perhaps we shall have the department buy it and turn it to uh, Hodge's kin's medical center, yes. Hospital for wayward youths.
4: Bruna goes over into a filing cabinet in the corner, rifles through it for a second and pulls out a map of the area. Probably just for like Massachusetts as a whole. And then spreads it out on a desk and starts looking for it to try and figure out how long it would be to drive from here to there.
0: So while you're looking that up, Sam is.
2: I'm going to go over to the, the phone. Cause I mean, I, I saw the article. It's not even the full article. It's just like a, half a page, just the advertisement.
0: It's an advertisement, not an article. The paper just took the man's advertisement money.
2: Yeah. And it's like, I want to see if I like any of my guys that I knew from the, my photo job might know anything about this newspaper or like anybody there that, you know, give us a point of contact.
0: So you're going to call your editor. Yeah. What was his name? One more time.
2: Thomas Gale.
0: So you ring up Thomas Gale at your uh, previous newspaper that you worked for. Say, what are you doing calling me? How's how's the new job working out?
2: Uh it's 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 all right. It's not too bad. Um, it, odd hours, but you know that's the, that's the way the business goes, right?
0: Hmm. It is. Let me know when you want to quit. You can always come back here.
2: You know that day is getting closer and closer. Um hey, so have you heard of and I'll name off the newspaper.
0: Dunwich Daily?
2: Yeah, have you heard anything about them?
0: One of those tiny little local newspapers. Probably print what? The front and back of one newsprint sheet?
2: I don't even think it's like a full newsprint sheet to be honest. Mm-hmm. But my the people that I'm working for are looking at like actually trying to purchase a bunch of smaller newspapers to try to consolidate everything. And I didn't know if, if you knew anybody that was actually up there or that working up there that you might be able to put me in touch with and maybe drop a name and see if I can, you know, get it in with anybody up there.
0: Sam, those little town, small town newspapers. The people that run those, it's 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 not even a, their their main job. They have another job. They just do that like at night or on the weekends. It's it's not like a big operation like our paper is.
2: Well, I don't know these things. I mean, I haven't gone there. Your, your paper was the only paper I ended, ended up working for. So, you know, I mean.
0: You got spoiled working for a real paper.
2: Yes, I did. That's why I got to ask. and I, You know, I figured I'd, I'd touch base with the person who I have more respect for. So. All right, well, uh thank you Mr. Gale for the help.
0: No, 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 Sam, let me give you some advice. When you go to these little towns, this is how you're going to go in, all right? You're going to go in, you're going to go talk to uh the mayor or police chief, sheriff. You're going to find one of them. Let them know who you are, what you're doing there, all right? Then, you're going to find the local bar, find the local gossip. That's where you're going to get your truth. But at least the people in charge at least know you're in town. It looks good in case you cause any trouble.
2: All right, Mr. Gale. Thanks for the tips. You have a good day.
0: Yeah, hang up the phone.
2: Yep. Um, go back to the group.
0: And uh, at that point, Bruno has figured out how to read a map and found Dunwich.
2: It's less that i figured out
4: how to read a map, more that in this time I have plotted a course over the, you know, on how we're going to get there figured out the thing, seeing where it was in relation to Miskatonic. So it's about four hours from here. hmm How far is it from Miskatonic? Three. Bruno turns back around from the table as Sam comes back in. It's like it's uh it's like a four hour drive. Uh
1: another car ride. Uh, Four hours means that we're going to be staying overnight, so we should probably speak to Ruth and set up a room for the evening, um... Or we can find something on site when we get there. I will have to nip down to the... uh... to my lodgings so I may ensure that the, uh... uh, kettle is left off overnight, of course. Yeah, we should probably get some supplies if this,
4: uh... if this house is as suspect as it has led us to believe. Uh... Who knows what we're going to find?
1: Yes, 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 of course, this is so. Um, And if we are indeed being followed by some shadowy cabal of um, stabbing cultists, we should probably have something on hand to uh, beat them off, so to speak. Do we want to leave
4: later tonight, like, under the cover of dark? Why?
1: Eh, It's harder to find people. I am certain that you have... uh, uh, invaluable experience in uh, skulking about, but I I do not think that would be necessary, as I do also believe that Agent Patterson, should he come back in here and find us still here uh, before the uh, clock has struck noon, uh, may uh, put us in interrogation regardless of our innocence or guilt, so to speak.
3: I'm also not a big fan of driving on country dirt roads at the middle of night.
5: I say we get up there get checked in and get this trip to nowhere checked out.
4: Does the advertisement say whether it's like on the outskirts of town or like if it's located centrally in town?
0: It's not in the the town proper it is a bit on the outskirts. That's why it has all that
4: cool. Then I guess all that's left is to figure out our cover.
1: Uh yes, of course. Well, the and 4
2: hours to figure that out.
1: Uh, no, we don't even need that much time. Uh, there's a number for us to call in order to arrange a showing. So we call the gentleman, tell him that we're driving in from Boston to see this house of wonders. He will meet us there, he will lead us through, we will make our assessment, and if we need to burn it down, then we do so. What if we wanted the property,
4: but not for the house? What if we were evaluating the land? What does it matter? I don't, Because nobody wants this piece of shit.
3: Uh, well, then you wouldn't pay... Right, what, what is it, $2,500? For... I wouldn't
1: pay $1,000 for it.
3: Right, so there's no real point to say we'll buy the land because it's in the middle of nowhere. There's lots of land. So you just buy land from us or else.
1: Yes, yes. We are attending this house because it is specifically advertised as a house of wonders. Now, I already have some small reputation as a travelogue writer, thanks to our adventures in Innsmouth, and if uh, small town news travels quickly. And if these cultists following us are any indication, then news does follow us. Then perhaps they will know of us when we get there. But we needn't cover story. We simply need to grab what supplies we need, ring the gentleman, tell him that we are coming to see the house because we have been taken by the curiosity of this house of wonders. And these country roads shall take us home where we belong. So we call him set up an appointment for Tamara? Yes.
4: Spend the night in town, finding some information out, and then uh, bring the fire
1: axe and the, the gasoline. Yes, all of these things. We shall intend on staying overnight, two nights at most. And then we should have this wrapped up in a tidy bow, and perhaps Agent Patterson will have calmed down by then.
4: You know, if we take it an extra day, we get paid extra over the weekends.
1: So we do! And it is a Wednesday, we shall. Li- Stay overnight to the Thursday. Hmm, perhaps we shall have to stay two nights, which means that makes it a working weekend. Yes, I, I do believe we'll have to do that. Yes. We must be thorough in
4: our investigations. Must be. And who knows, this way, if we do find anything, we got plenty of
1: time. Yes, of course. Um, now, as for the matter that was happening in Innsmouth, um, Finn, do you remember perhaps any other books that might have been on the area. Um, I think we should probably check the library before we leave so we have some light reading on the drive over. Have some thoughts about it.
3: Sure, we can head to the library. I can't remember in it and off the hand. Um, I mean, yeah, there's probably like a travel guide of uh, Massachusetts we could pull up to get a quick read-through. Maybe a bit of plagiarism for your book?
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, I don't need any plagiarism, of course. Uh, Let us not tarry too long. Uh, How about we uh, exit the office, we will uh, pack our bags, and uh, Finn and I will take a quick nip to the library, see if there's anything on Dunwich, and possibly Innsmouth uh, regarding the stones, and so on and so forth, and then we shall go. I'll head over to the, uh, the hardware
4: store and get some things.
1: Yes, of course. Uh, Samuel, Cookie, does this uh, sound like a a fine enough plan for your approval?
2: Uh, Sam walks over to the counter, pours himself another cup of coffee. Sure, I'll meet you guys down at the car. Capital.
5: Just like the last hundred times. Let's go.
2: I'll pour another cup and as I'm walking over, hand it over to Cookie and I'm going to walk out the door. We
1: shall cut to inside the car as it tootles along the streets of Boston heading towards the outskirts. And Philip is in the back. He has his valise in his lap. He's got a, a small book. Most More than likely, it looks like his journal. He is not trying to write in it because every time he tries to put pencil to paper, Bruno hits a bump or something, and he's tired of poking holes in the papers of his journal. So instead, he's reading back His dark glasses on, and occasionally he will look up and around at everybody who is solemn and quiet and uh, possibly pregnant. He's not sure. He would write notes, but again, Bruno is jealous or suspects something.
3: So, in the car, people will notice that Finn has bought a new set of earmuffs to keep warm because there's no heated cars and it's, you know, December. It's cold. And he's reading the travel log that they picked up from the library. But it's tough to read when Bruno is bouncing that car around.
5: Cookie is wrapped up in her jacket and big fluffy hat with a blanket on top of her, with her head leaned against the window, just snoring ever so slightly.
2: And Sam is just looking out the windows, watching as everything's going by, waiting to see some sort of civilized... Wait, was that civilization? No, that wasn't civilization. Yeah, these country roads are just not all that exciting. No, I suppose none of them are.
3: That's not what this book says.
1: No, what does the book say? What did did we find?
3: Well, it says it's full of excitement all through Massachusetts. I think it's a, a wee bit exaggerated, though. See, it says biggest ball of yarn as an exciting place to visit. Yarn is flammable, isn't it? We are not
1: going to burn down the world's biggest ball of yarn. It'd be a travesty. It would be criminal. Too many questions would be asked. No, just the simple old home, not the world's biggest ball of yarn.
2: Have any of you guys ever actually been up here to this, this place? Or anywhere around here in Massachusetts? No, of course not.
1: I rarely leave Boston. I'm not allowed. In fact, as I recall, I've only ever left Boston on um, verified business. Ever since arriving here from New York City, I've I've not been allowed to leave.
3: Not been allowed?
1: Yes, I've been kept so busy, I don't have any time to take vacation. uh, The best I can do is go to the occasional estate sale or auction. I can't even go to archaeological digs. I can't go to Morocco. I can't go to Baghdad. I can't go to Constantinople. There's nowhere that I can go. Oh, wait, it's Istanbul now, isn't it? Uh, It's none of our business. Mm -hmm
4: Mm-hmm. Quiet. uh... Does anybody actually know anything about this place? Because...
3: Well, I mean, I have the book here. You want me to read it to you? Because it's, um, See let's see um a wee bit lonely in part of the country uh ravines of problematic
4: he hits a bump
3: depth well, um, it's really marshy, lots of swamps, which is not fun, it seems uh, blah, 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 bump. Blah, blah. oh goodness, um uh dense forests, wildlife. Lots of whippoorwills, fireflies, bullfrogs. I mean, I don't really care much about that. Uh, planted fields, apparently singularly full and uh, singularly few. Jeez, those bumps make it hard to read. And barren. Uh, sparsely scattered houses wear a surprisingly uniform aspect of age squalor and dilapidation. Uh, while the gnarled solitary inhabitants are silent and furtive. Well, this is not a very shining review. Uh, did I write that review? Let me see that book. Let me see the book. Well, here you are. Ah, yes, yes, let's, let me see how.
1: He turns a couple pages. Ah, yes, here we are. <laughs> Across a covered bridge, one sees a small village huddled between the stream and the vertical slope of Round Mountain, and wonders at the cluster of gambrel roofs bespeaking an earlier architectural period than that of the neighbouring region. It is not reassuring to see, on a close glance, that most of the houses are deserted and falling to ruin, and that the broken, steeple church now harbors the one slovenly, mercantile establishment of the hamlet. Oh dear. What book did you find? This is not any travelogue that I have ever noticed. Uh, oh, oh, there's more. One uh, dreads to trust the tenebrous tunnel of the bridge, yet there is no way to avoid it. Once across... It is hard to prevent the impression of a faint, malign odour about the village street as the mast, mould, and decay of centuries. It is always a relief to get clear of the place, and to follow the narrow road around the base of the hills and across the level country, beyond until it rejoins the Aylesbury Pike. Afterward, one sometimes learns that one has been through Dunwich. This is a dreadful book.
3: Well, if you look at the other places, that reviews are a wee bit better. I think this guy just didn't like Dunwich.
1: Uh, no, no, he, he, he did not. Uh, it does seem that we follow the Miskatonic River uh in the part of the region uh, It's better called uh, Lovecraft County. It's not any county of Massachusetts that I've
3: ever heard of, but that isn't saying much. Lovecraft, what is it like lovemakers here? That sounds a little weird.:
1: Yes, that it does. So, um, after reading this uh, sterling review of uh, Dunwich, Massachusetts, I do believe that I may have overestimated the value of the home that we are going to see. Truly, I'm surprised that the uh, media team is not given us a dossier on the entire town, so we may put it to the torch.
3: Well, what do you think it's worth, then? Like a nickel?
1: Uh, yes, provided that nickel is made out of wood.
3: Huh.
4: so this whole this whole town is uh, shite
1: Yes, yeah, it's quiet I would likely pay hmm, this house is only worth $800 and I would expect to have two or three more homes thrown in for good measure and I said there was a lot of similar houses yes I would say they're, they're similar in uh, construction I believe that the denizens of Dunwich in Lovecraft County are not very studious when it comes to maintaining their dwellings,
2: the dwellings of Dunwich. So I wonder if all of the houses are going to be in as bad condition as this one is. I mean, granted, we don't know what it's going to look like once we get there, but, you know
1: according to the travelogue that that Finn has found and I have reviewed, and we are in agreement, we are traveling into the heart of despair. And it's it's, uh, within Lovecraft County.
4: So, what do you think the chances are that something is uh, actually going on?
1: And that might account for all of these houses. Well, we'll have time to look about the town, won't we?
3: I mean... My guess is it's not something too fishy.
1: No, that was Innsmouth.
3: Exactly. This is probably just um, horrific.
1: Yes, yes. What's this? What's this? Oh, oh, there's an entry here upon Lovecraft County itself. Let me see. Eh, you see, I'm um, mm-hmm. the, the western part of the, the state. Ah, yes, here we are. The true epicure of the terrible, to whom a new thrill of unutterable ghastliness is the chief end and justification of existence, esteem most of all the ancient lonely farmhouses of Backwoods, New England, for there the dark elements of strength, solitude, grotesqueness, and ignorance combine to form the perfection of the hideous. Uh, My fellows, I I really do believe that Agent Patterson is very cross with us right now. Either that or he really just wants it all burned down. Uh, Perhaps, but I don't think we brought that much fuel.
4: Well, once you get the fire started, it's easy to, to spread it is it now?
3: I mean, it says it's mostly swamp, so I'm assuming it kind of puts itself out pretty well.
4: Yes. There's a lot of swamp gases though
1: that um, make things a little more dangerous. Well, I do know that the bogs in, uh, in the in the kingdoms back home is, is where you found the very best materials to make um, uh, the scotch whiskey, uh, the peat of the bogs, yes. Although it is said that the Pictish would also use the bogs to bury their dead in. So occasionally, when you're searching for Pete, you may find a uh, feet instead. Ha ha ha! Yes. Uh, Sam looks back out the window. So, I suppose if we are going to properly investigate this house, I feel I I must uh, put forth the idea or. Very likelihood that we will have to stay in this house overnight.
3: And if it's really haunted, or what? Is, what does he say about it? It's full of wonders and whatnot. Uh,
1: wonders, things that we have never seen before. Now, for us, that would be uh, very peculiar indeed. Mm-hmm. If there are things we did not see before, now.
3: Well, technically, I haven't seen any of, you know, Lovecraft County. So this would be a. It'll be something I haven't seen. So technically correct.
1: Uh, Yes, I suppose so. But uh, Merely I say uh, we may very well have to stay in this home overnight because, given the descriptions of Dunwich and Lovecraft County, there may not be any lodgings within, as you Yang say, a country mile.
3: Right. That is a wee bit troublesome.
1: Yes, it may be. Well, fortunately for us even though it is the latest of december we do have plenty of materials to start a crackling fire by which we may warm ourselves isn't that pleasant
4: as he says
1: that and then the
4: camera pulls out over the back of the car where stuff is strapped to the roof and it just says like welcome to dunwich and a little shot of the town
3: Oh, well that might actually be interesting. It was not. Shame.
1: A nary hint of military victory in the entire tome. It was very simply dreadful. I feel like Bruno and Cookie are conspiring in DMs to like murder the rest of us here. Would never. I agree. Shh.
0: Well, one of the two has to come into work.
4: I mean, I don't have to. I got $140 in my pocket.
1: I mean, if both y'all call off, that's going to be a hell of a plot. Scandalous.
2: S- Scandalous. Well, you that see, what had was happened coming.
1: was.
5: There's none of that third-party romance running around here.
2: <laughs> look, we need
4: a love triangle between the doofus, the token girl, and the imaginary boyfriend. Wow.
5: Sounds like a lot to keep track of.
0: I don't know if I'm ready for that.
4: Well, we're going to find out.
0: At the door opens again, this time quieter. And you see a familiar face. It's Agent Abbott. He works down uh, in the assignment division.
3: Well, here comes trouble.
0: Goes over. He looks at uh, Cookie and says, good morning, Cookie. Hey, Abbott.
4: (laughs) Get out.
5: I had <laughs> you to! Oh. There was nothing <laughs> I could do!
0: I'll
4: just take out a knife and...
1: Fucker. That's all in character. This is great fully work. I had an envelope on my desk.
4: <laughs> so, it's about four hours from here. Mm-hmm. How far is it from Miskatonic?
0: Three.
4: I'll just get some oh, ideas. Are you gonna go back
0: to Miskatonic and burn it down too?
4: Okay. I mean, I'm sure that Philip would enjoy just rolling deep on uh, Mr. Doyle. <laughs> deep
0: on just, Doyle.
4: Just showing up wow. and that—that's what we do. This Why all started with do- Doyle. No, 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 no. This oh all my started gosh, with, Doyle. Start with Doyle. Started with Doyle. It's him. He's the common thread.
0: He's the common thread. He was an Innsmith?
4: No, but he sent no. us to Innsmith. So, so he knew. Didn't? Him. He He had the journal. He knew it was from
1: Innsmith. He, he contacted us. No, no, oh no, no, no. no. Disembodied voice. No. Let him finish.
2: He's on to something. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. Go ahead. Oh, shut up. Philip.
2: <laughs> you know, McDoyle was, like, threatening somebody out there at Innsmith, wasn't he? Oh. He
4: had Doyle said that he watched the film. He is a uh, he is the director of a place that has the Necronomicon on display, so clearly he knows about weird stuff. Who knows if these rocks aren't in some other book? Maybe they're even in the Necronomicon, or who knows what else? And maybe he contacted us to get that projector out of there, but he knew about. Um, He knew the rocks and stuff were in Innsmouth, so he had agents in Innsmouth do stuff with the rocks, but he needed something to throw derp off the trail, and what better to do that than to to make them chase their own tails? That's called being a detective.
2: Sounds like seven degrees to me.
0: All right, let's take a break. Let's just (laughs) shut down Craig.
1: <laughs> Not <long>. uh, okay. <laughs> Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without a net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback. So if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better and we'd love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro is from The Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition is produced by Chaosium, Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium, Inc. We just think 7th Edition is pretty bomb, and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.